Monday. It's never felt more like a Monday. I'm literally having my lunch right now. I had a piece of a fucking baguette, and now a light baby bell cheese. Ugh. You don't like baby I just bell? Ate, I just ate lunch like five minutes ago as well. I don't like baby bell. You don't like baby bell? These little, no, like... Look at how disgusting that looks, Keith. This looks fantastic. You're lying. What do you you love Rice Krispie Treats? You're like 12. You still eat Rice Krispie Treats. <laughs> this fucker golf ball on Nick only has shit in the pantry, so I got tempted. Do you guys share groceries? Oh. Or do you just eat your roommate's groceries? We got a fucking like 64. Oh? We got like 64 of them. We got like a Costco pack. Do you guys have a Costco membership? He does. I don't. <laughs> I take a Costco. Do you go with him ever to Costco to grocery shop? No. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever thought about it? No. <laughs> I like Costco, but I'm not like desperately trying to. All right, let's get into the NBA. It's an interesting week. You saw Joel Embiid. We have a power ranking that we're trying to get quicker at running through. We have a tendency of having 30-bit of power ranking reviews. So they're just unclippable. They're seriously yeah. just unclippable. So are we um are we throwing a thumbnail on today? I'm um, literally like, right. Yeah. We're we 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 are doing all of that, you goddamn. We got tags. There we go. Well, the last one we had like nothing, so I just wanted to make sure. We had no tags last video. I think we had tags, I'm not sure. I don't know. Now you got me concerned. Now you got me concerned. I was updating the. I'm trying to. I meant monetization. I'm trying to make my 50 cents for the day. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I think the channel has made $26. Yeah, it's like 30 something. Oh, we're slowly going up. Okay. Let's start off with Joel Embiid. And I hope he had a great weekend. Joel Embiid had 101 points this weekend. So he had a great one. And maybe, maybe we were, maybe we were just wrong about Joel. We actually, as a KU fan, I was just scared that maybe, maybe they had ruined Joel. But now it just seems like that the problem this whole entire time was James Harden. No, no, Joel Embiid was just recovering from injury. Mm -hmm. And James Harden. Yeah. Well, no. Well, yeah. Doctors. Well, a little bit of every, a little bit of injury, a little bit of doc, but to me, mainly playing with James well, Harden. Well, but... so before this game, there was a report that Joel Embiid only retur recently returned to the Philadelphia 76ers lineup after an illness, and he was dealing with multiple injuries. He had tweaked his ankle, and a Sixers went over the Atlanta Hawks, and then he said he'd be okay to play in teams back to back against Utah, and he also was dealing with a pretty, you know, painful shoulder injury. And he was still working through conditioning issues after being unable to work out for most of the offseason off due to plantar fasciitis, fasciitis. So he was just rounding up into shape. And then he just says, F that report. He comes in and puts up a historical stat line on Sunday and a win over the Utah Jazz. And B became the first player ever with at least 50 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 blocks in the same game. This is since blocks became an official stat 
1973. Embiid finished with 59 points, 11 rebounds, and eight assists and seven blocks. In the fourth quarter alone, he scored 26 in Philadelphia's 27 points and also recorded five of his seven blocks in the final frame. For the game, he shot 19 of 28 from the field, 20 of 24 from the free throw line. Over the past two games, this, he has scored he has scored 101 points after dropping 42 on Saturday against the Atlanta Hawks. For the season, Embiid's averaging a career-best 32.3 points per game. Your thoughts? Well, he's been doing this all season. He just – it wasn't the same, like – like he had almost – didn't he? I think he had 40. Yeah, he had 40 against Sacramento not too long ago, like last month before Harden went injured, got injured. He was, he was putting up – here's his stat lines – before he got injured, 20 or before Harden went down, 26 points, 15 points, 40 points, 26, 31, 25. I believe he was averaging like 25. We talked about, oh my God, our first ever donation. Thank you, Matt. Um, uh, <laughs> thank you, Matt. <laughs> You're muted. I, I I feel like I already messed up the clip. So, no, that's so amazing. Gonna, no, no, no. no. This is a great, great mid clip someone donated. Shout out, Matt. Shout out, Matt. First I, ever, eh? Hey, first ever across all channels for me. Oh, really? Whoa. Yeah, I've never gotten to, I, I don't guess have, you don't go live much. Yeah, and I don't do, do donations on my channel because I, I I don't like being a money grubbing whore. Well, that's continue the clip. Not the uh anyways, thank you, Matt. Oh, yeah, he was doing this before he got injured. It just wasn't you know, 50 burger just, and it was just like a different Joel. Like he just didn't have that same tenacity. He didn't have that same like aggressiveness I felt, but he was still putting up some buckets. So, you know, now that Harden's out, it's just kind of, it's the Joel show. You love James Harden. Why are you, yeah. you are the de- definition of a devil's advocate. You, you love acting like you love a guy. And then in a situation, James Harden's a prime example. You you love James Harden, but then now now you're acting as if you don't like James Harden, and this whole time you've been preaching James Harden's been the problem. I love James Harden. I'm not saying James Harden's a problem. What you I'm just kind of problem, insinuated. No, yeah. What I'm saying the problem is is Joel Embiid and James Harden be on the same basketball team. I don't believe that works. But James Harden has done. I feel like he's heading in the right direction as far as learning how to coexist with a big man, but never, ever, ever in James Harden's NBA career has he ever coexisted with a center outside of lob threats. So James Dwight, Howard. Dwight Howard was the best center to ever play with Joel. I mean, and he's still, a rim runner. he's still a rim runner. So the, to me, if I'm James, Wasn't if a rim I'm, runner, right? but this is a different James Harden, right? This isn't like freaky athletic James Harden. This is 22 point per game Harden. So, you know, I still have hope that they'll maybe figure something out. But, like, these are two guys who, like, desperately need the ball in their hands. And when James is getting – when James has the ball, which the st- statistics back it off, like, if he has the ball for over 50% of offensive possessions, it, it's going to be hard for Joel to get going. It, it's hard for any of your teammates to get going. You know my thoughts on heliocentric basketball. So, I, I, I'm, I don't think that Joel Embiid, I don't care how good he plays, if James Harden and Joel Embiid are on the same basketball team and they're out there at, on the same court at the same time, they're not going to win a championship because it's, it's just not going to happen. So I'm very glad Joel is doing what he's doing when he's healthy, and I'm excited for Harden to come back, especially for my fantasy team. So, you know, maybe they'll figure it out, but I, I, I say definitely not. 
I think it's all going to be fine. I think this team would be a lot better mm -hmm. if they fired our man Doc Rivers. I'm mm -hmm. a, I'm a, I'm a Doc. I'm not Bill. What is it, Bill Simmons? Bill Simmons. I'm not like the hater on there, but Joel oh yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I'm serious in the fact that this is a team that should be and could be a lot better if maybe they had a a guy who could, you know install it be a guy who just game to gay game to game and i don't know i've just i just think in today's nba it's just not the doc rivers isn't utilizing the three all-stars he has on this right and even tobias harris tobias harris can we all but joel b's been fantastic and the steam's been overshadowed because they haven't been playing well i just want to talk about my man tobias harris that like nobody's talking about this right here tobias harris is he has to averaging 15 points, which is like his lowest is like the lowest since 2015 he scored. But also so it's, it's pretty crazy right. thing about Tobias Harris is in year 11. Yeah. He's an old man. But, Somehow he's an old man, but he's shooting 46% from the field, 39, almost 40% from three ground, six boards, three assists. You want to take a guess how many assists, I mean, steals he has per game. Uh, my guess is going to be 1.6. You're a fucking asshole, and I know you're looking at it, but yes. Okay, yeah. He's had a game with five steals, four steals. Like he's been – his defensive rating for this season is, I believe, like he's a plus defender. Yeah, he's a, he's a plus defender this season. Well, yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a good player, man. He's a good player. I, I still think they're pretty desperate. Um, you know, Trez is averaging like 11 a night, minutes a night. And uh, they only have four players in double digits. So um, it's a crazy thing about Tobias Harris to play for the Bucks, the Magic, the Pistons, the Clippers, and the Sixers. Yeah. And also, how is Matisse Thibel this bad at offense? How, like he's that bad. We're like but he used to be a tradable asset. Now I view him as like severely negative. Like he's like double negative assets. How are you this bad? He's pretty inept. And like, maybe that's the problem. There is a lot of guys who are just one dimensional. Like they can't do stuff like, um, so the first They're game, important. can I say this? The first game that against the Hawks, I actually liked that performance. Yes. He couldn't sh hit a shot, but he shot like, like on Ooh. offense, like obviously in the second game, he had like six rebounds, two assists, like five steals and a block. And that was awesome. And he made more of an impact not offense, but on offense, I felt like the fur in the first start against the Hawks, even though he had three points, at least he shot the ball five times. Four, four of those shots were three pointers. I mean, yeah, if you go one of five and one of four from downtown, you can take as many shots as you want. If you're on the season shooting less than 30% from the field and less than 20% from downtown, like I have a strong intuition that he is completely wide open. Well, he's only <laughs> shot more than one, three, basically. Because he's shooting less than 30%. He can't in three shoot games, he shot more life. than one, three. He can't, can't shoot for his life. Can't get your percentage up if you're not taking the three-point shot. Matisse Thibel is the worst offensive basketball player I've seen since Andre Robertson. I mean, I don't know who's worse right now, Ben Simmons or Matisse Thibel, but yeah, right. Matisse Thibel. <laughs> I'm actually a Ben Simmons lover, but let's move over to a great segue. Ben Simmons is actually. Oh, yeah. I have a question. Fuck you. What's the update on the thumbnail? It's updated. Oh. Yeah, it's too well and beat when you fucking did. My bad. My bad. My bad. I wanted yeah. to get it in before the clip and after that. And like, yeah. So it's go time. 
So a report has came out, and our man Ben Simmons. You want to hear the news? You want to hear the news? You might be getting some new good news. Maybe it's not the news he wanted to hear, but it's official. The Dallas Mavericks have no interest in Ben Simmons. <laughs> a source tells Mark Stein of Substack. Dallas had been mentioned previously as a potential team who could pursue Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has struggled as he works his way back from mental health and offseason back surgery. Ben Simmons has two more seasons remaining on his five-year $170 million extension. He signed with the Philadelphia 76ers back in 2019. What's your thoughts on this big man, buddy, boy, the boomer, Ben Simmons, the man that was supposed to be the next LeBron James when he's coming out from LSEL. But as of the season, he's shooting 44% from the field, which, I mean, is a career low. He's averaging six rebounds a game, a career low. 5.9 assists, a career low. 1.1 steals, a career low. 0.6 blocks, a career low. 27 minutes, a career low. Five points a game, a career low. Okay, and I'm actually a Ben Simmons. I like him. I was, I, I believe, and he's a defensive rating this season is 117. Yeah, that's that's the big knock on Ben is he's not good on defense right now. And if, well, it, it's gone up to 108. He's a plus defender now, but for his career, he's he's having his worst defensive season of his career. Definitely. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That's the knock on him is like if you're going to be averaging five, six and five or whatever he's averaging, like at least play some type of defense and drop. I mean, free throw line used to go like five or six times a game goes once or twice if. Yeah, I don't really I, I don't have an issue with that. He's like well, his career like less than 60 is a career 60 percent free throw shooter. So you know, stay away from that free throw line. No, nah, get to the free throw line. It's a positive. I want him shooting 23s of 20 free throws a game. Okay. I want him shooting 33s a game. Okay. Shoot as many. I don't care how bad the stat is. You'll eventually make a few and they'll respect you. Okay. 60%. If I shoot 20, you know what that is? You know what? That's 12. I just got 12 free points. Fuck you. I mean, I don't. If Ben Simmons gets to a free throw line ever 20 times, I'll give you twenty dollars because that'll never happen but i think ben check was your working just for, wait check your receipts though the future they're blank oh okay ben was getting there i felt like right before he got injured i don't really know what's going on right now i think like it, it's kind of it was kind of cool that that brooklyn was like meshing after their everything is just happening around them you can tell how much they're missing, like Kyrie, Seth, Ben. Ben got 14 minutes against the Clippers. Uh, he's also fouling way too much. He's averaging four fouls a night. But right before he got injured and missed a bunch of games, he had, what was that, nine points, eight rebounds, nine points, or nine assists, sorry. Like, I felt like he was getting back to what he was. There's just too much flip flop in this lineup right now. I don't, I don't really know what your boy, the fucking plant guy, is is, is doing. Um, I'm hoping and imagining it's injury related because Ben Simmons is on your basketball team. He's not starting. Um, I think you're kind of a moron. Uh, sorry, but Jack or 
whatever. So I'm assuming, like I said, I'm hoping it's injury related because he's several time all star. You're muted. So the problem with Ben Simmons right here, another thing is it's the lack of two point attempts. He was a guy who was taking seven, eight, you know, shots inside the arc a game or like making seven or eight a game and attempting like 12 shots a game from inside the arc. And just in general, he was shooting 12 field goals a game. Dude, this is a guy who's only taking five shots a game. And when we look at his stats for the season, since he's moved to the bench. It's despicable. I mean, the game against the Knicks, not bad. Yeah, but why is he on the bench? So it's the only way they can win right now. You want to win basketball games, reinstate your second best player, future Hall of Famer, and champion Kyrie Irving. Thought you were going in a different way with that, but yeah. Let's move on. So But no, it's just like Ben Simmons. I just think he's working as his he just needs to work his way back. I think he's still not back there. But let's go and let's Yeah, see. exactly. Yeah. I mean I don't I'm think he's back. If you're missing if you if you're missing your thirty point per game score, I don't like most teams would, would start to struggle as far as winning. But we've seen Russell Westbrook move to the bench and he got better. Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving are not the same. I'm they talking about Ben Simmons. Oh, Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons. You will I think Ben's a little bit more banged up and also Russell Westbrook, although he probably has some mental things going on as well because playing in the crypt is really hard. I think Ben Simmons mentally is and this is what LSU fans were preaching out of college is that he's just like a dork. He's just literally a mental dork. So hopefully he can figure it out, man. Really, he suffers from OCD too. I don't think uh all right. I don't think – I think their new coach is a lot better than Steve Nash as far as trying to figure this out. Yeah, Jacques Vaughn has them playing defense. I mean, Jacques Vaughn, KU guy. All K, anything from KU is good. Did they beat someone in Utah? Of course. Well, I don't know if we've played them yet, but I think – Yeah, oh, okay. Let's see. We play, um, we play Duke tomorrow. We play Southern Utah on Friday. Oh, cool. Camps can be lit. Kansas basketball. Well, let's go. Okay, so we're going to do this power ranking. The way we're going to do it today is I'm going to run through the fir- in sections of 10, and we're going to choose one team each. We'll react, move on. I know time. Zach did these. Yeah. By the way, if you say the Lakers, you owe me $10, $10,000. So at one, the Milwaukee Bucks. At two, the Boston Celtics. At three, the Phoenix Suns. At four, it's the Atlanta Hawks. At five, the Denver Nuggets. At six, the Memphis Grizzlies. The seven, the Portland Trailblazers. At eight, the Utah Jazz. And at nine, the Cleveland Cavaliers. And at ten, the Dallas Mavericks. Did you want to go first, my friend? Dude, I couldn't tell you where a single team was ranked, so no. I don't. Just choose. You, I told you. I, I literally team. don't know anything what you said, except I, who was one. I couldn't tell you a single Milwaukee. Team. I go with memory. M- Milwaukee. Then it went Boston. Then it went Phoenix. 
Then I went to Atlanta. I got to get out of here. Uh, just listen to my words. I Yeah, I know, but it's hurting my head seeing that, so I got to go to a different tab. All right, yeah, just off the dome, just I'm not even going to – I'm going to disregard that because it was really confusing. Milwaukee Bucks are the best team in the NBA. The Boston Celtics have really complicated, confusing defense, but offensively it looks like Tatum and Brown have really taken leaps just in their game, distributing the ball. I think that they are – they're looking really good, and that defense will figure itself out too once Robert Williams comes back. I still think their bench is horrible, but I guess that's not a concern right now. Um, Atlanta's really cool. I'm loving Atlanta right now. Utah's suffering a little bit. They're struggling to score the ball. I'm a little worried about Utah. I think they're going to blow it up eventually. If I had to put money on what Utah's going to do, I think they're going to blow it up. Not blow it up. You get what I'm saying? Oh. Uh, that's all I can really think of. So, yeah. All right. So, I'm going to move. I do like the talk about Utah. I think right now they just lost to the Wizards and the Sixers, which I think this, the Wizards are a team that are actually getting better with every game. And the Sixers are another team that are getting better with every game. But, yeah, I, I don't think this is the team I want to talk about. The team I really want to talk about is the Portland Trailblazers, which have shocked every buddy in my opinion right Portland they sit at nine and four right now plus on the net rating people don't realize is that they're doing all of this without Damian Lillard for most of the season Jeremy Grant and Anthony Simons and Josh Hart are legit and Shaden Sharp's been out but he's definitely going to be a first team all NBA rookie this team is a guaranteed playoff team, in my opinion, the Portland Trailblazers. And this was a team that we both said that they've done well. Like, they had good wins over the Phoenix Suns, the Denver Nuggets, and the New Orleans Pelicans. The Portland Trailblazers actually had two victories over the Phoenix Suns so far, and one of them happened with Dame, without Damian Lillard. Um, they put up 135 points on the Denver Nuggets when they beat them. And this past week, they didn't have any losses. So what I'm going to say is that they lost yesterday. Two days ago? Oh, yeah, to the Mavs. But I think during the week, they're, on a, they're on a brutal road road trip. But I that's mean, what I'm, their last home game was 12 days ago. That's what I'm saying. They're like on, like, they're doing really well for being yeah. on a road trip. And the Blazers have been one of the best stories in the NBA. And a lot of that happens to be because Anthony Simons and Jeremy Grant have been brilliant and incredible at the same time. And they're just gelling well as a team. Chauncey Billups, of course, was going to be a good coach. You could. You know, Ty Lue taught him well. And they have had one of the tougher schedules in the league. And they've been able to thrive despite Lillard missing a handful of games. They're only going to get better when they get healthier. Yeah, I think that I think they're kind of fully healthy now. Dame's back. Shaden just got a rest night, which was a little weird. But I guess weird's the wrong word choice. They're he's young. He's still acclimating to the NBA. Yeah, I I, I think that we're really seeing Jeremy Grant just take over these basketball games. He was like legit. He's legit. Without him. I mean, this is why I've been I've been preaching Portland as a 50-win team, but, you know, a good telltale. There were people, not really Blazer fans, but there were people who were calling for Billups's job last season. They were missing everybody, uh, everybody important. I think the – I think Chauncey has a full grip on the locker room. I think the culture is awesome. They're all having a lot of fun. They're like a top defensive team in the NBA – I think they might still be, you know, one real key piece away from making that extra leap to the next level. But they're they're really good. Dame's playing like an MVP when he's healthy. And Nurkic, Grant, Hart, 
I'm excited. You know, Gary Payton, might, Gary Payton might be the missing piece I'm talking about. So we'll see. I'm excited and it's really cool to see. And I can't wait till they get to 50 wins. Cause I, I people call me crazy. And I think people are kind of starting to realize it's not really crazy. Let's move on to the next 10 at 11. It's the Los Angeles Clippers at 12, the new Orleans Pelicans at 13, the Toronto Raptors at 14. It's, the Washington Wizards at 15 is Philadelphia 76ers. 16 is the Chicago Bulls. Chicago way. Have you seen that Untouchables? 17, the Miami Heat. 18, the Sacramento Kings. And 19, you got the New York Knicks. And then at 20, the Indiana Pacers. I got to go to the bathroom real quick. Let me hear which of those teams did you think – like intrigued you the most oh that that scrolling really gives me a headache so i don't really know um what he was talking about i'm gonna pull up the standings and just go off the dome here uh portland's injuries really suck i think we mentioned portland or sorry toronto's injuries really suck like that precious injury that one really hurt i saw that live and you know, he put like no weight on that ankle, and it's just getting. I feel like we're, I know we're, you know, they're seven and seven. I was anticipating a crazier, but five and one at home, which is really good. But these injuries seem like they're catching up to them, or if they're at least gonna start. So, um, I saw like a rumor that they'd be open to trading OG for Draymond Green. That's very interesting, very interesting. So, what'd you say? Just talked about Raptor injuries. So for me right here, I think a team that maybe this is just personal bias, being biased, but the Washington Wizards are a team that they are playing better and better, and they've done a lot of this without Bradley Beal, and they're playing as a team that doesn't have to rely on Bradley Beal. I think that's the big part about this as a Wizards fan. Our success, I mean, we're, if we don't count the season with – Russell Westbrook has and since John Wall was injured and then eventually traded, it was all relying on Bradley Beal being this 30 point scorer. And we had a win at the Hornets, a win over the Mavs, win over the Jazz, win over the Grizzlies. And the Wizards have been, I think, one of the more entertaining teams to watch on NBA League Pass. And the four game good wins, I think, are like Chicago is the type of team that they needed to measure themselves against. The other three are the Wizards punching you know, they, they punched them down like the, how they should have. Okay. And I know they lost to Indiana. And I think that's just because oh, they just started so late. But I think what's this mean? They've done pretty good against a pretty strong schedule so far. And in the four games Bradley Beals missed, they went three and one. And their net rating says this will thing could crash for them because they are negative 1.5. But I like the way that they're rallying, gutting out wins. It's not been pretty because the offense hasn't been necessarily good. They Some days they just can't hit the side of a barn, and their defense can crash, but they keep winning games. And that's due to the team's grit, hustle, and they don't ever give up. And Wes Unseld's a young coach. He's still figuring it out on the fly. But I think this is definitely a team that could be a play-in team at the very least, but could make it to later. TP, you just missed our, our Jackson's Toronto Raptors talk. You missed nothing. 
<laughs> okay, talk about the Raptors, bitch. I just said their injuries are really unideal, and it's catching up to them, and um, you really hate to see it. And I don't really know what they're going to do from here. Well, they have a positive net rating on this, and the Raptors have had one of the toughest schedules so far. The, the results are all over the place. Considering the fact that they're 500 on the season, they have some quality wins, I think they should be pretty happy how things started off for them. Their defense has slipped a little bit, but their offense looks strong and gets better with every game. And they need to get Scotty Barnes back up to his efficient self, and the team will handle. I think one of the reasons for that is due to the fact that they're not healthy. This is what I'm saying. I, it's a real – but I, I, I get that. I, I'm just saying, like, I don't – like, when I take a look at Scotty Barnes, I was anticipating a jump, and I guess that was very unfair to anticipate that big jump from him. And it's just it, – it's reminding of last season. I, I think, you know, it's not like Precious was really even having that good of a season. But Precious was so good. Not, not really this year. I mean, yeah, he'll give you some points, but not not really. Um, in fact, I, I'd say he's having a horrible season. But he just finished off last year so good. So we we're just no, yeah, yeah, him. yeah. That, I'm saying it's just they're it. It concerns. It just concerns me. All right, let's move on. Uh, we said we left off at 20, which was the Indiana Pacers. So at 21, it's the Golden State Warriors. At 22, it's the Minnesota Timberwolves. Who? D'Angelo Russell has arrived. He had a great game last night. And then at 23, the Brooklyn Nets. At 24, we had the Charlotte Hornets. At 25, the Victor Wembinyama, Vic for Brickwatch, Oklahoma City Thunder. 26, the Orlando Magic. 27, the San Antonio Spurs. And at 28, the Houston Rockets. 29, it's the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh. Ooh, they won't even get – I don't even think yeah, they would they, be they, – New Orleans has it. Yeah. So, shout out New Orleans for getting maybe potentially Victor. Hey, shout out Katrina. Detroit Pistons are the worst team in the NBA. No way. Is that really so? Wow. Which one? Let's do the most shocking. Well, the Lakers are the, the Lakers have like two wins or three wins now. I'll turn it around. Yeah, I, I know. This Those sucks too. The Spurs um, went over the Bucks. <laughs> I think that the trade's going to come really, really soon. I'm actually like checking once a day, maybe if it's happened yet. Like Pirtle, uh, I, I think I think we're about to see it here in the next four what? weeks for sure. The Spurs trade to the Lakers. Um, good question. I'm gonna go with the Heat. For what, like Josh Richardson and Doug McDermott or Jakob Pertl? I think they'll do maybe like, I don't know, Robinson in a first. I don't know. I think the best really deal with the, supposedly Boyan Bogdanovich being open to be traded, what if you send Boyan to the Suns, Jay Crowder, Darius Saric to the Heat? and a first-round pick in Duncan Robinson to the Pistons. That way the Pistons recuperate the first-round pick they gave up to get Boyan, and they get themselves a guy who's actually, I believe, on a cheaper deal, but I know it's a bit longer, and they get a shooter in Duncan. The Suns get Boyan, and the Heat get themselves Saric and Jay Crowder. But let me tell you, my most shocking right here, 
I want to say it's the Los Angeles Lakers, but mm, I think and like the Brooklyn Nets are like starting to turn it around. So I'm not even do the same thing with the T Wolves. I think it's the Golden State Warriors. They suck. They they're starting lines wasn't so. Are you finally on board with me yet or no? Yeah, I, I've joined you. Like, don't get me wrong, oh. Steph Curry. Steph Curry's, Steph Curry's MVP right now. Yeah, Steph Curry's unreal. But Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, like it's basically Watch been those words. what? Watch those words. Keep what do you going, think? Of, what do you what do you what do you think? I'm, of I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see what you're about to say is the reason for the Warriors' losses. No, I know they don't have a bench. That's why they're losing. So, but can I can I, I say something? Wait, let me yeah. tell you, the best players on this team right now, I think we can all agree, have been Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins are their best two players. Okay, and then behind that, goddamn, like Jerry, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, and Clay Thompson are underwhelming right now. Like, I just I think, like really, they're I think. People are overreacting like James Wiseman isn't good, but like in his limited minutes, James Wiseman, like and Kevin Looney, that's like a decent rotation. I don't have any problem with that. I don't even think James Wiseman, I think he should keep playing and Kevin Looney and James Wiseman should keep playing. But the crazy part is, is like Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb, like arguably have been better impact players than Draymond Green and Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson. Like Jamichael Green, Anthony Lamb, and Ty Jerome at times, like. Or have been more consistent. I'm not saying that they're good. It's just that, like, Clay Thompson, I don't even know what's going on there. Like, yes, he's still dropping 15, but it's it's not pretty. It's not pretty. And then Jordan Poole just seems too cocky and full of himself. Yeah. And then you got yourself Draymond Green that I don't know if he's doing this on purpose on purpose or he's trying to do too much because he wants to prove that like he's like worthy if that makes sense like that he's worth like so when if like this offseason like like he's basically showing he's like I'm the shit that makes this team you know who Draymond like I feel like he's doing too much or he's being like spiteful I don't know I can't get a read on it I don't know if he's trying to do too much to increase his value or he's just being spiteful. This, this is just Draymond Green. I don't I, Dr- Draymond I, Green, it was what we saw last year before you got hurt. Yeah, which is just essentially him right now. I don't think people watch the Golden State Warriors, like to just be honest with you. I, I watch Golden watch, State I watch Anthony watch Lamb. Last night's game Anthony Lamb. Anthony fucking trash. Lamb. Trash. He's he was playing really good for them right now. That's my whole issue with this team. I'm relying on Anthony Lamb playing 20 minutes a night. James Wiseman's getting DMPs. Jonathan Kaminga's getting DMPs. So I saw your tweet. I saw night. your tweet. I saw Moses your tweet. Moody's getting DMPs. Something needs to happen. I'm picking Wiseman because I don't – I'm picking actually Wiseman and Kaminga. You either have to trade them soon or they have to go in the G League or they have to play. You can't be DMPing – Two of those three guys, Kaminga and Wiseman, either need to play or they need to be in the G League or they need to be traded. It's that simple. Steph Curry's playing guy MVP. I think we're seeing right now that Jordan Poole is probably a douche and Draymond Green was in the right. I don't have any issue with the way Dre's playing right now. This is how he's always been. Yes, he's 
about to be 33, though, so you're going to see a little fall off. I think Clay Thompson, I agree with you, but last night I think really demonstrated to me why I would not get rid of Clay Thompson. If you get rid of Clay Thompson, the, the locker room shot, I, I think Clay's more valuable than I Drew never said get rid of anyone. Goes. I think they I'm need saying, to no, I, I don't. But redo we're, the we're world. I wonder what happens to Clay Thompson, but last night Clay Thompson showed me exactly why I'm not trading away Clay Thompson. I never said trade. I think they just need to rework. The starting lineup, maybe. The starting lineup's been one of the best starting laps in the entire NBA. I know, not the starting lineup. Let me re- the rotation. Yeah, because he's. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. And like Steve Kerr said, the best. Maybe you just need to play vets. Maybe the only young guy that needs to play is James Wiseman. Uh, would James, maybe the center rotation should be Kevon Looney, Jamichael Green, then James Wiseman, which it has been, and then you have. Draymond Green and Jamichael Green rotate at power forward with a little bit of either when Iguodala comes back or you throw Andrew Wiggins also in minutes where you want to go small ball. Then you keep Dante DiVincenzo out there, Jordan Poole. You play Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome. And you make the Moody, Kaminga, and Rollins and, the you know, and Baldwin. I know Rollins and Baldwin are in the G League. But have all the young guys earn the minutes. You have enough vets on this team that you can have just Poole, DiVincenzo, Green, once Iguodala is healthy, Jerome and Lamb, yeah. and then Wiseman be the only – because Wiseman, I think, has been solid. It's really his second season in the NBA of playing time. So The Warriors are better when he's not out there. This is exactly just, what we saw in his rookie season. They, they're just better. They're just better when he's not playing. They're just figuring out the rotations with him. He's a good player, dude. Don't worry, not for the Warriors. He's a great player. He's not not for the Shut Warriors. Shut up. They are so Shut up. We saw exactly in his rookie season. He's PR. His player efficiency team. rating is above. I don't he's give a, a top shit hundred. about these nerd statistics. Watch him play. I have. Watch them play without him. They are so much better when he is either not playing or not on the court. It's exactly what happened in his rookie season, but people drew it up to an injured season and his rookie season. It's We're seeing the exact same thing. It's basically second you season. Either, you have to play him. Exactly. These are 20-year-old kids. Just being efficient. They lost so much. It's just crazy. They lost so much as like Belalitsa, Lee, Gary Payton, Otto Porter Jr. Like these guys were such vital pieces to them that I'll give them the – I'm going to give these young kids benefit of the doubt. I hope you're right with James Weidman and Jonathan Kamin because they're both going to be good, successful NBA players, but they're not working right now, and that's why they're getting DNPs because Steve Kerr throws them out there and they just suck it up. You see, they got to make a decision relatively soon is are we going to – are we going to roll with them? Because if we are, we either need to play them or we need to get them in the G League so that they are going to play. But as far as Weidman and Kamingo, they're tanking their value. They're absolutely tanking their value. So, yeah, Jermichael Green's awesome. We, they didn't even they didn't even need they had Kevon Looney and Draymond Green last season. They won a championship. They don't need James Wiseman unless he's making plays for them, helping them win. I just I I'm concerned with Golden State only simply because they have not won a road game and they're losing to these shitter teams. So it is a little concerning. Pool also looks horrible, as you were saying. Like he looks terrible. He just looked cocky. Yeah, he's like he, he just kind of seems like a DB. And we know Dre's a DB. So, All right, so it's just it's an issue. We'll see what happens. 
let's talk about a guy who is now allegedly feeling trade offers. He's on the Troy Pistons. He was actually given an extension. And he's actually been playing pretty well for them. But let's talk about this man. His name is Boyan Bogdanovich. And he's an ugly motherfucker. But Boyan (laughs) So he's also balding. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about Boyan Bogdanovich. Supposedly there's interest being generated for him all around the league. And he's... Actually, the, so the interesting part about this whole Boyan Bogdanovich thing, this comes from Jake Fisher, who left Bleacher Report, and I believe is now part of Yahoo Sports. And one of the items was talked about the possibilities that Boyan Bogdanovich could be traded despite his recent extension. As you guys know, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Suns, before he was dealt from the Utah Jazz to the Pistons, were two teams that were very much interested in him. And Fisher said that both the Suns and the Lakers remain as potential suitors for Boyan Bogdanovich. Shortly before the season began, Boyan Bogdanovich signed a two-year $39 million extension with the Pistons. The second season of that extension is only partially guaranteed for $2 million, effectively making that deal a one-year $22 million extension. Because Boyan Bogdanovich only got a slight raise and extended for only two years, he remains immediately trade-eligible. So they don't have to wait for anything. He could be traded today, tomorrow, anytime. And there isn't any rule impeding that. So, like I said earlier, there was the idea of a Jay Crowder, Darius Saric to the Miami Heat for Duncan Robinson and a first-round pick to the Pistons. That way the Pistons recuperate the pick that they gave up to get him. And then the the Pistons send Boyan Bogdanovich to the Suns. So Suns get Bogdanovich and you know, which will help them alleviate the loss of Cam Johnson. Then the he get Darius Saric and Jay Crowder, two guys who can shoot three and play multitude of positions. And plus Saric gives you small ball five, while Jay Crowder gives you deep more defense. Both guys can shoot. And the Pistons get still have a good 40% three-point shooter. Yes, it's an excessive contract, but you get the pick back that you gave up to get a boy on. And the deals are actually cheaper, but it's a little longer, but you can eventually move off from him. And yeah. Thoughts? What do you think? What's your best deal for Boya? What's the Lakers going to do? Their best deal is Cat is Kendrick Nunn and Pat Bev for Boya. If they don't want to give up Russell, I would do that for sure. I Pat Bev's been terrible. Yeah, I, I think Detroit. I think they Troy Weaver's either playing the game of we. I thought we were there, and we're clearly not there. I think that's the game that they're literally playing. I mean, Bogdanovich is a G, man. He's got 53 points in his last two games with only three threes. So, I the Duncan Robinson in the first actually doesn't sound that bad. If the Hawks were to give me John Collins, I'd take that in a heartbeat. I think that would be complete highway robbery. But, you know, Troy Weaver, to me, he knows what he's doing. Sometimes these young GMs, they, they make mistakes. I'll use Daniel Tice as an example. But Bogdanovich, I think it's pretty clear. Like it's just not working. Or it's, he's working greatly, but you know Detroit's just not working right now. They're the worst defensive team in the league. They can't really score the ball. Kate's hurt. They're they're not there yet. So Robinson and a first isn't that bad to me because Robinson's probably somebody you eventually could trade one day. I'll take the first. They're also like a horrible three point shooting team this year. So. It's 
It's pretty interesting. A lot of teams should be interested in him. Yeah, I think like every team should be interested in him. So let's talk about let's talk about some other cats that I have on the trade block. That guys who do not get contract extensions. I actually made a YouTube video regarding this, and I just did you just fart? No, I moved my lamp. It literally sounded like you fucking ripped the loudest ass in the world. Like it was gonna be like check yourself before you wreck yourself, mate. And... Ah, let me open this with preview. And here we go. Oh god. Oh lad. Just made another one. No what? Oh yeah. The baby. <laughs> the baby fell off. Yeah. All right, here we go. So, Cam Johnson, PJ Washington, Cam Reddish, and Grant Williams, the only guy not pictured here. And I think these are all guys that are either going to, you know, could sign extensions or be signed and traded. I think Cam Reddish could be traded in season. I mean, they're starting him now. He had a great game last night. But what is your thoughts right here with these three boys? I don't think any of them will be extended. I think that all these teams. You think sign and trade? Yeah, he, exactly. I, I think all of them didn't extend them because they don't see them as a part of their future. So Cam Johnson's probably going to get a deal. He'll probably get a four-year $72 million deal. That'll put him up with. I'll take that. Like, that's like Boyan Bogdanovich. Duncan Robinson money. Yeah, definitely take that. All three of these guys are good basketball players, and Grant Williams included. I just uh, wouldn't be even surprised if they were traded. Grant got offered $12 million. He wanted 14. Now execs are saying he's going to get 18 a year. (laughs) So Boston fucked up the bag. Well, yeah, but also like Grant. Boston offered. Well, Boston was offering him PJ Tucker, Maxi Kleba, Larry Nance Jr. money. He wanted 14 a year. They were giving him 11, 12 a year. He said, nah. And well, he nah. better watch out. He better One, watch out of a shooter situation. Well, now he's shooting 60% from the field and four, 50 from three. They said yeah. uh, Graham Williams, regardless, is getting 18 million a year. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. 18 I don't think that happens. Yeah. They said PJ Washington was offered four years, 50 million or 55 million. And he said not because that's basically going to be the mid-level exception in a year or two. And now they're thinking PJ if he PJ wants twenty million a year. These guys have huge egos. I mean, if PJ continues to average for the full season, I think PJ can get himself Aaron Gordon money. Wow. Wow. You don't think so? Like, if PJ could get his three-point shot back up to like. 30 like third above 36 percent and be shooting like 47 percent from the field and averages like six rebounds and gets his assist back up to closer to two or three a game and averages a block and a steal a game aaron gordon right now is what making i want to see i want to get this number right he signed a four-year 86 million dollar deal i think that's a bit much but that's an average annual of 21.6 i i could see a four-year 80 million dollar deal for pj because pj can play small forward Power forward and center. <sighs> yeah. Very, very multifaceted. I think the only guy who could get traded in seasons Cam Reddish. 
I think PJ Washington and Grant Williams would be signed and traded. I could see Charlotte being like, look, we'll sign and trade you. We just want assets back. Same thing with the Celtics. And Cam, Cam Johnson, I think he stays. They need that shooting. I just think Cam Johnson, they want to pay him like four years, $72 million, like what Duncan Robinson and Boyan are making and Bogdan are, and not pay him more than Mikhail Bridges, which like you have to have Cam Johnson's 27 already in his fourth season. He was an old guy. None of my teams make any of these moves. I think the only one I would be open to is PJ, but last year really, really concerns me with PJ. Hopefully it's just because he was, it was like a really inconsistent lineup last year. But I mean, if he keeps playing the way he's playing right now, that's the only one I would constitute getting that type of money. But yeah, I'm all set with Cam. I'm all set with the other Cam. I'm definitely all set with Grant. No disrespect to these guys. I just. I don't want like a Schroeder. I don't want a Duncan Robinson situation. I guess these guys are more multifaceted than them, but uh, it, it just, I, I, I guess the money's going up. So maybe it's a little different. It just seems like these contracts, if they don't work out, cause not all of them are going to work out. Not all four of those players are going to work out. So whoever one doesn't, it's going to really, I mean, that messes your team up. So. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So let's move on and play a little game. And I have the player right here. Yep. You know what time it is. Yeah, I'm pretty demoralized from this game right now. Why? Because you suck? Recently, yeah. Yeah. It's eight tries. You, you do too. It took us eight tries to guess Royce on these. Layback music. You know what time it is? Two chains. Boom. Pulled him over and fucked him in my big Isaac Okoro. That's not Isaac Okoro. Isn't that Cam Reddish? That actually might be Cam Reddish. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. It is Cam Reddish. Now, I guess all the basic guys with dreads. Romeo Langford's on the Spurs. Oh, is it Benedict Matherin? He wears number 11. Never mind. And he's at age at 23. Yeah, but 20, probably like 24 or 25. And wears 11. He's not in the Central and he's not in the Atlantic. You just guessed like eight. Straight central players and didn't even realize it. And you also guessed like three of the last four. So um, this is all you, buddy. Yeah, I think this is a white guy. <laughs> um, yeah, good guesses. I really thought it was Cam Reddish. Eastern Conference guard forward. He's in a, He's not. In, is he in the Atlantic? No, it's um. I was just looking at this earlier today. He's in the southwest or north or southeast. I'll go. That's not Jimmy Butler. I thought it was Miles Bridges. Can can that be an option? I don't think it. No, can. I can't. I don't think it can be. <laughs> Does that kind of look like him? Kind of, yeah. I'm trying to think of someone with dreads. Wizards. Oh wait, we already did the Knicks, so he's not. 
So what's that fucking division? It's the Wizards, Hornets, Heat. I don't know. I don't know, man. Wizards, Hornets, Heat. Wizards, Hornets, Heat. Um, he wears number eleven. I don't know. It just does nothing for me. I kind of feel like it's like Caleb or Cody Martin, which is it's I Caleb. Don't think so. Doesn't Clay? Caleb I'm gonna guess Caleb? Miles Bridges. I want to guess Miles Bridges. I don't think he's an option. Yeah. I think it's like Cody or Caleb Martin. Is it? We Cody? don't have a position though. He isn't he a big man? It's like taller. Yeah, he's taller than six seven. He's got to be a. He's got to be a Rich, center. Nick Richards. Yeah, it could be Nick Richards. Is he that? He's not that old though. Yeah, he kind of is. He's not twenty five. It's okay. Well, kind of is. Yeah. Holy fuck! Yeah, so it's a center in the southeast. So Charlotte, Atlanta. Oh, I forgot about Atlanta. Charlotte, Atlanta. Is that what Onyeko Conwell looks like? I don't think so. No. Charlotte, Atlanta, Orlando, Miami. Oh, that's Mobamba on repeat. You're right. Thank you for telling me that it's the Orlando Magic. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about that, yeah. <laughs> You're the fucking fan. <laughs> well, we Mo Bamba hasn't been around much. <laughs> The bowl, bowl, yeah. That was too easy, too easy. Once I get my divisions down, you're effed. Someone named Derek four six one seven three O T E P J just followed me. O T E P J. Overtime P J. Overtime Elite PJ. His followers are. Bro, that's the seventh ranked prospect in the draft. Nah. So uh, he's, he follows a lot of porn. Mm. Good for him, I guess. Yeah. Not really, but yeah. What happens if the Lakers, Lakers say, fuck you, we're not respecting the pick swap? And they like cause the biggest ruckus before the draft they're just like they get like adam silver to like say all pick swaps are illegal any pick swaps have been made nullified the lakers win the lottery they give the lakers victor i really don't know what would happen i, I think <laughs> i think that just wouldn't happen <laughs> do, you think, do, that. <laughs> do you think the league would just end do you think the league would just end everyone would be like fuck this uh, another top pick going to fucking New Orleans. What are we gonna do? We gotta figure this out, David or Adam. So we listen to this. this There's palpable fear within the Lakers of uh, picks Pelicans within Lakers of picks Lakers of Pelicans pick swap amid Victor Wembanyama sweepstake. As you guys know, the prize jewel. All right, when the Lakers agreed to include a pick swap for the 2023 draft pick in the 2019 deal, they could not imagine they'd be a, a lottery team. So there's a palpable fear inside the Staples Centers that the purple and gold are creating toward a draft in June in which the New Orleans Pelicans are gleefully positioned to swap picks with the Lakers as a condition of the Anthony Davis blockbuster deal July 2019, Mark Stein wrote. Obviously, losing out on Victor Wambanyama would fucking suck. And the truth... Mark Stein said that? Yeah, and not the fucking part, that was me, <laughs> but like... <laughs> 
So like right, Woj, that was like Woj retweeting whatever that politics shit was. Oh yeah. Look, I think the good news is that the Lakers do have some favorable match. I don't even know. I just think that Jeannie Buss should go over here and be like, "You can fuck me as much as you want, Adam Silver." Oh, just, wow. I don't. Even, that's terrible. I shouldn't say that. That's Adam Silver's gay, dude. This is a this is a bad segment to get listened to. Though. <laughs> well, that's what you said, did have Jeannie Buss send her brother then. Yeah. Or Jason Collins. <laughs> That's fucked up. That was fucked up. That's not funny. That's I think, not funny. Um, That's what you get, Jeannie, when you trade for a championship. I mean, I don't really know what to tell you. You should, probably should have been let go a long time ago. I'm sorry, Thomas. <laughs> Honestly, we're getting him ready for the real world. hey he's gotta know that the lakers just they haven't made the best decisions but it resulted in a championship so i guess everything comes at the cost i i don't i don't know how you fix this situation and I, i know we're just killing the time for the end of the show right here i the lakers I think the Nets are easier to fix. The Knicks? The Nets are oh. easier to fix than the Lakers on paper. Yeah, like they're I, much better team. Like if you're like paper. if which if you gave me the Nets and the Lakers roster, maybe even the Timberwolves, and you said fix these three teams like within a month. And have them. Which of the three do you think you could get closest to being title contenders? Either they're saying the Timberwolves or the Nets. I, I don't know how you get the Lakers there. Like one deal that we just talked about for eighteen million dollars, you could do Pat Bev and Kendrick Nunn for Boyan. Then you said, you know, maybe you do then the deal for Russell Westbrook. I say the best deal you right now you can do is either. If the Jazz start to sell, oh, Gary Harris is also returning. So I'm really saying let's call up Gary Harris, Terrence Ross, and Jonathan Isaac or Mo Bamba and give me those three guys. Okay. And let's do that. And because what? Well, it's just that. Oh, shit. I could do do me Mo Bamba. I'll give you two first round picks for Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac, Gary Harris, and Terrence Ross and Russell Westbrook. You're giving me two first round picks for that? Yeah. All those players and two first-round picks? Because they're all on long-term deals. So you get Russell Westbrook, and you just freed up for uh, all the contracts for next year because Mo Bamba, multi-year deal. Jonathan Isaac, multi-year deal. Gary Harris, multi-year deal. And I think Terrace Rotz is either expiring or one more year deal. So you take for two first-round picks, and you get to Russell Westbrook, who you can just cut, and then you have basically max contract space for next offseason. Yeah, I just want to make sure – Real quick, that you're giving me all those players and two first-round picks for Russell Westbrook. No, no, no. All those players for Russell Westbrook and the two Lakers picks. Oh, fuck no. What? Yeah. No. No, maybe one. The two are – two is off the table. You better be giving me okay. an all-star if you want okay. Russell, two first-round picks. Russ, Russell Westbrook and maybe, like, Matt Ryan, a few young guys, and a pick for all four of those players, Bamba, Isaac, Harris, and Ross. 
then we I do a second. Then we do a second deal of for Boyan Bogdanovich. We send Pat Bev and Kendrick Nunn. Now you got yourself Boyan Bogdanovich, Mo Bamba, Terrence Ross, Jonathan Isaac, and Gary Harris at next LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So what I'm gonna tell you, Orlando, Mr. Magic, I'm gonna say I'm all set, and then I'm gonna go call Mr. Weaver, and I'm gonna say, yeah, let's do that Bogdanovich trade. I'm gonna get Bogdanovich over because. Um, the thing about Russell Westbrook is, like I told you earlier in the season, like a couple of weeks ago, is he's an all-star and he's a But would you leader. rather have – okay, he's just one player, but now you got yourself five play- – you've turned three guys into five guys. You want burgers and fries? I, you want to know why the Lakers suck? It's because they don't pass the ball. They can't score because they are shooting 30% from downtown. They have no three-point shooting. LeBron James st- – LeBron James has the ball in his hands. Whenever he, he, he plays LeBron ball, get Russell Westbrook out there. They looked so good. They looked so good last night. They looked so good. There was no LeBron. LeBron plays LeBron ball. He wants that number. He wants that Kareem number. Yeah. <laughs> nice little rant to end up the show. If you enjoyed today's show, be a friend and tell a friend. But that's basically us. You got anything else to say, Jackson? Uh, this is the last day of playoffs, so. For what? At all. Golf. There's golf? What, for live? No. My golf league that I talk about every Monday and that you always ask about every Monday. <laughs> but that's it, guys. If you enjoyed today's show and want to see anything else by us, there's Jackson's information down below my information be a friend tell a friend that's it have a good rest of your monday we'll be back here at the same time 5 p.m eastern to 6 p.m monday through friday we'll see you tomorrow peace